Welcome to the Lounge of Travify Academy, where we get to hear from travel industry voices and experts to learn more about their story and what they see on the horizon for travel professionals. I'm Stephanie Grice, and our guest today is Leah Greengarten, founder and chief experience officer of Our Travel Curator. So welcome to the Lounge, Leah, and thanks for joining us from Australia. Look at this beautiful background there. Hi, Steph. Thank you so much. Welcome to Bronte Beach. I'm doing an interview as I do my morning walk. So thank you so much for having me. I'm going to give you a little um, look-see of where we are, which is down in Bronte Beach, which is about a 15-minute walk from my house. Um, It's the middle of winter and there's people surfing and swimming and it's about nine degrees, which for us is really cold. Yeah, you're all bundled up. You're right. Yes. <laughs> oh, it looks so beautiful. Well, thank you for taking us on your morning walk today, too. Really appreciate that. Um, but I'd love to hear more about you, too. Um, so can you just share a little bit more about yourself, but also really, how did you get in the travel industry? Okay, well, I have been in the travel industry probably for close to two decades, um, which makes me sound really old. But um, I started out um, as an intern at the Sunday Times Travel Magazine in London. And that was really my first introduction to the travel industry. I always knew I wanted to work in the travel industry because I just loved travel. Um, So that kind of kicked off my career at a place called River Publishing in Leicester Square, And then from there, I worked as a travel writer for seven years. Um, And I actually ended up writing for the New York Times after I did a um, paid internship at the International Herald Tribune in Paris. So that's kind of how I started my travel career. And then um, after I decided I didn't want to be a travel writer anymore, I moved into destination publicity where I worked as um, a destination publicist at Tourism New Zealand, which was an amazing job and promoting what we call the land of the long white cloud. So that was really exciting. And then after that, I took, I guess what you could call is like a sabbatical. I just took a year off and wanted to do something really different and moved to the Australian Outback, which is the Red Centre, which is pretty much in the middle of nowhere. Um, And it was an amazing experience where I ended up writing every day and I was writing for publications in the cities like Escape, which is the the travel insert for the um, Daily Telegraph. And I was working um, and producing video content for Qantas Um, in flight channels. So I kind of was like a city girl hustling in the outback and kind of just making it up as I went. And it was just kind of awesome. That is really cool. So then what made you decide that you wanted to start um, planning travel and and selling it? So that was all kind of an accident. Um, I, pre-pandemic, I was creating video footage for Qantas. And as we know, you know, um, all airlines sort of you know, fell apart and I needed to pivot. So I took a lot of time off. I probably took like six months off um, where I joined a program called JobKeeper, which is a government program. And I used that time to kind of, it was the, it was the Australian government's way of helping people that had been let go or didn't have enough work. So I used that time to write And I wrote for six months and then I got to a point where I was like, I really need to like be working. Um, 
and I wrote a post on Facebook just saying, I am looking to go to the Blue Mountains and I can't find accommodation anywhere. Um, I work in the travel industry, but I just can't find accommodation. Is anyone else having these issues? Like, if you are, I'm happy to help. And people wrote to me that I hadn't spoken to in 20 years and people tagged friends. And anyway, I ended up helping all these people and I thought, well, why don't I just charge them? And so I started charging an hourly rate. And from there, the business has grown to uh, like a proper business where we curate unique and bespoke local escapes and experiences. So it's all local stuff. And it's people, it's for people that are time poor, but really want a great adventure or an amazing experience. And that's kind of how it's evolved. That's awesome. That's really cool. And would you say to um, being a writer and a journalist first, is there anything that you think that you had to do in those job roles that helps your business grow? Absolutely. Like if I hadn't have been producing film shoots, I wouldn't have been able to produce travel because I curate people's local escapes like I'm producing a film clip, you know? So I make sure that there's always a sunrise activity, that there's always a sunset activity because I'm always thinking, how will it look on camera? You know, how will it look on Instagram for these people? And basically just making it as beautiful as possible. But there's also like when you're a producer, there's a lot of logistics that you need to consider. And that is what kind of weaves a good travel itinerary together so yeah I as a producer yes and then you know being a writer you're kind of always creating content you know with Instagram with EDMs you know it's it's the way you know it's just like running a business and for me it's easy but for someone else it might be a little bit more difficult but it's just it's yeah, I think both being a writer and a producer has really helped the business grow. We've only been around for 10 months. Um, but over that period, like it's like I'm now running a like a proper business. Wow. See, I would have never known it's only been for 10 months. That's amazing. That's really <laughs> cool. And so that's what I was actually gonna ask you is how has um with the pandemic and everything, and it's kind of, you know, started during the pandemic and, and what is the future looking like right now? Is there anything that you, your company has been focusing on or anything that you found has been helpful to keep doing during this time? Yeah. So the reason my business has been a success is because of the pandemic. So Australians are only allowed to travel locally. And it, at the moment, it's very hard to find local accommodation. Um, and my clients don't have time to look for accommodation um, or experiences. So, you know, my business has three verticals and one of them is local escapes, experiences and virtual reality travel. So, you know, depending on where we are with the pandemic is dependent on which of those verticals is doing the best. So at the moment, um, a lot of big travel organizations are, you know, kind of coming back, you know, like I went to a conference this week, I went to the Australian Tourism Exchange, which is a huge conference put on by Tourism Australia. Um, and, you know, every tourism board is there, every experience operator is there. And interestingly, I'm working, potentially working with a big travel company that wants to do more virtual reality travel. 
So this is being going back to my roots of being a producer. So, but pre-pan, like during during the beginning, like maybe like six months ago, local escapes was really taking off. Um, oh my God, sorry, my dog is pulling me down a hill. Um, so, but the, the local escapes are always, they always kind of just hum along. And then what I'm really, really excited about is the experiences where we tap into masters. So instead of doing a surfing lesson with um, just a surfing lesson teacher, you're doing a surfing lesson with a world famous surfer. So um, that's that's really cool. So I've tapped into all these masters. Like I've just organized a retreat um, for eight entrepreneurs on Rottnest Island in Western Australia. And I'm setting up a yoga class with this incredible politician who I don't want to mention yet because it's not 100% confirmed, but um, she's this amazing woman who loves yoga, um, has, is a really big politician in Australia. And I just reached out to her through Instagram and just said, look, I'm organizing this entrepreneur's retreat. Would you like to come and do a yoga class and talk about, you know, the power of resilience? And she wrote back and she's like, absolutely, like, tell me more details and gave me her EA's details. So it's all about like really unique experiences, but tapping into these masters. That is so awesome. That's really cool. So how'd you come up with that idea and the virtual reality? I have to ask about that. That's so cool. How did you come up with those ideas and how did you even start that? Um, I think, well, I'm like, I'm an ideas person, you know, my, my cousin always says to me, she's like, you just vomit ideas. <laughs> it's not the nicest way to describe it, but you know, I just, it's the way that my brain is kind of like, I don't know, set up. And um, it kind of started happening. This entrepreneurs organization came to me and said, we just want to offer our members something really exciting. Can you come together with, with an idea? And I just thought, okay, well, I don't remember exactly how it came to me, but um, it was a brief that came from an entrepreneur's organization. And I just fit that. I just made it up, I guess. That is really, <laughs> I love that. Um, so with virtual reality, um, what do you think the future of that looks like? Because I know I've been to conferences years ago where they were talking about it and and I wasn't like some, some companies kind of would take it on, but it still hasn't been anything you see everywhere yet. So what do you think that the future of it's looking like? I think we're kind of at its infancy in terms of how how my business is positioning it it's not just about um you know the vr video content it's about tapping into those five senses so sound touch hear um all those senses smell so it's not just putting on a headset you know it might be putting on a headset um, and, you know, going on the shot over jet in New Zealand, that's the visual, but there's audio, but then there's someone spraying you with water on the outside, on the outside, you know, or, um, you know, like it's, we really have to tap into all those senses and not forget and like really be creative with how we do it, you know? And make it an experience that is memorable because, you know, so many of these travel agents are used to going on for mills, which I don't know if you use that word in America, but it's like a press yeah. conference or, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, to get to know the country. But it's kind of like the for mill is coming to them, you know, so they can sell those products 
more easily because they've experienced it visually, audio, you know, they've been sprayed by water, which is like coming off the shot over jet. Um, they can smell, you know, nature. So it's, it's tapping into all those five senses. That sounds awesome. It's really smart. I didn't even think about for um, other company destination marketing uh, places, you know, to come to conferences where travel agents are and they can set up a room where you have that and you can experience instead of going on those trips. And we usually call them fam trips. So pretty much the same thing. Yep. Yeah. So that's really awesome. I I love that. That's cool. I just had to ask about the virtual reality because that's pretty sweet. That's really, yeah, I'll keep you posted on it. Yes, please do. I wish that it would have been further along during um, the pandemic because that was something, well, I think a lot of people did because I know that it's become more accessible that you can buy cheaper headsets yeah. and use your phone. So yeah. um, that's really cool. But yeah, that is really cool. Those are the questions I had. Cause I just, I, I was so fascinated by your story, but we're not done yet. We have rapid fire questions. Are okay. You, are you ready? But before we do rapid fire questions, can we see your little coworker? Oh yeah, this is my head of business <laughs> development, Frida. Come and say hello. That's Frida, and Frida. she's my little she's my little sausage dog that I got pre-pandemic. Actually, there's been like a puppy pandemic. Well, not a puppy pandemic, but everyone's gotten puppies in Sydney. But I got Frida two months before the pandemic. And um, she's, I call her head of business development because she stops people as we're walking. And I end up talking to those people. And sometimes they end up coming on as clients and sometimes they don't. But she really is like, um, you know, uh, icebreaker to meeting strangers. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great marketing tactic. I know. Marketing. Yeah. If you don't I already know. have a dog, get one and then just walk around. That's perfect. And one last question for you, actually, because a lot of um, our listeners might be from US and Canada and um, Europe, but what's it looking like? And I know Australia has like, been doing pretty well for quite a while. So what is it like right now? So actually, it's like, just just look around. Like, it's kind of everyone's it's it's normal life you know like mm-hmm. no one's wearing no there's not that many people actually but there's no one wearing a mask um you know sydney has been very lucky and managed the whole situation very well um our you know our brothers and sisters in melbourne have had a much tougher time um they've just come out of their fourth lockdown wow. in a year Um, whereas we only had one. Um, Look, I think the Australian government has done an amazing job of, you know, controlling this pandemic. We haven't done an an amazing job at rolling out the vaccine. Um, So, you know, I think that, that that's an opportunity for us to do better at. But, you know, I'm getting my vaccine next month. My partner is having his this morning. Um, So everyone's kind of getting it slowly but surely, but it's just taking a lot longer. Um, But, yeah, I'm very proud and feel very lucky um, how we've managed this whole pandemic. Yeah. And can travelers, I know right now it still is, it costs quite a bit of money for a traveler to come in, like for me to go in. Yeah. Is it still like that? And it will probably remain like that for a little bit. Yeah, so there's no leisure travelers coming in, obviously, but um, we've just opened it up to international students again. Um, You know, the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, is in Singapore today 
and he is talking about opening up a travel bubble with Singapore. So I think that slowly we'll start. We have a travel bubble with New Zealand, which is super exciting. Um, but then, you know, it, there's always a risk in traveling. So if, you know, if there's, a, if there's an outbreak in Sydney, then they might close, then New Zealand might close the border to Australia. But I always tell people you have to plan. Like you just can't not plan. Like you have to travel because, you know, travel is what makes life so exciting. And, you know, you just pivot like and you you plan the next thing. But you can't just like stay at home and not travel because, you know, traveling is so fun. I know it keeps you sane and it keeps you refreshed and all. Yeah, totally. Refreshed. Yeah. Refreshed and inspired, you know? Yeah, exactly. It really does. And even just seeing like your background right now is just so nice, you know, just something different. Yeah. There's, there's a guy standing on his head. Oh, I see. (laughs) (laughs) So Sydney, so Sydney, someone doing yoga on the shore. I love it. So anyone who's, Anyone who's listening on the audio version, come check out our video on YouTube so you can see what we're talking about, what we are seeing. It's pretty, pretty great. But okay, so I, I have I have some fun questions for you. So we always like to do this is rapid fire questions. And I just have, I think there's six here. And okay. um, and if you need to pass on any, let me know. But they should be pretty, pretty, pretty easy. So to give you an idea of how they're gonna work, this is the first question. What is your favorite travel movie? My favorite travel movie. Oh my God, that's a hard question. The first thing that comes to mind is the Eat, Pray, Love movie with Julia Roberts (laughs) because, um, you know, I think that she travels through three different really interesting countries, um, India, Italy, and Indonesia. Um, So I think that was just a beautiful movie. Yes, I know. I'd have to say that's mine. That is probably the top answer on that. And I can totally get behind it because it's perfect. (laughs) I love that movie. Um, Okay. So another question is, what is your favorite destination that you've traveled to? You know, my favorite, favorite destination is Palm Springs in California. Uh, I'm obsessed with like Frank Sinatra and that kind of music from that era. And I feel like it's going to Palm Springs is a step back in time. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Come back to the States. We'll, we'll love to have you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so what would you say is the most underrated uh, destination to visit? Oh, I know. Ningaloo Reef, which is off the coast of um, Western Australia. It's kind of the lesser known cousin of the Barrier Reef. So everybody knows the Barrier Reef, but mm-hmm. not everybody knows Ningaloo Reef. And Ningaloo Reef is where you go to swim with whale sharks which no joke are as big as like a double decker bus. So it's, and they eat plankton. So they, they don't eat humans. So you jump off a boat and there's a helicopter above the boat. That's, that's like looking for these whale sharks. And it is the most godly experience. Like you feel like a speck of dust when you're swimming next to them. And they're really playful. Um, and that for me is the most incredible travel experience and also very underrated. Wow. That's pretty cool. That is nice. Um, so what is the best meal that you've had while traveling? The best meal? Um, oh, that's a hard one because there's so many. Um, and I, I do love my food. 
first place that comes to mind is this tiny, tiny little Michelin starred um, dumpling place in Hong Kong. It's like a hole in the wall. And I went there with a friend of mine, Katie Bowman, who was the, the features writer at the Sunday Times Travel Magazine. And she took me there and it was just so authentic. It was tiny. The, the, door, the line was like, you know, two kilometers long. Um, and it was just, it wasn't fancy, you know, and that's what I love. I don't love fancy places. I love like the really genuine, authentic food experiences. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and when they're good, yeah, it's, that's awesome. I like that. Yeah. And okay, so final question for you. And this is a very good one since you um, come from the writing world is what is the last great book or article that you read? Oh, um, Ernest Hemingway's A Movable Feast set in Paris is by far my favorite um, travel book. Um, You know, like while you're reading it, you can like smell the croissants, you can smell the boulangerie, you can smell the fromagerie, like it is so vivid. Um, That is my favorite travel book. Um, And in terms of like just reading about travel, I really love Skiff, S-K-I-F-T, And that is an American publication. And there's always interesting articles on there about trends. And um, yeah, that kind of keeps me informed about the industry. Yeah, that's all. Yep. You can sign up for their newsletter. I um, get that. And it is, it's really good. Very informative and a great Mm. one. So glad you mentioned that. (laughs) Yeah, that is awesome. Well, I just have to say thank you so much for taking us into a little piece of your world over there. So amazing. And I just want to thank everyone for tuning in to this episode of the Lounge with Travify Academy. And special thanks to our guest, Leah, for joining us here today. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast or subscribe to our YouTube channel for all of the latest episodes. Um, We hope you enjoyed this conversation today and join us again. But for now, stay safe and we'll catch you on the next flight. Thank you.